Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW Original Podcasts. Merrill Reese, it's the Wednesday of week six as the Eagles have a very difficult opponent coming up in the Baltimore Ravens at Lincoln Financial Field. There will be people, not cardboard cutouts, but people fans in the seats at the link on Sunday. What was your reaction to that news yesterday? Very excited. Very excited for Eagles fans, or at least the 6,000 or so that are going to be over at the link on Sunday. I mean, it's these fans love this team, and the way they're doing it, the way the city feels and the state feels that they can allow fans into the stadium in a very limited way, it's, it's good news for these people. I don't think you're going to hear a roaring stadium. It's not the same as 70,000 people. But just to have 6,000 Eagles fans out there shouting and screaming and showing emotion is going to bring some real atmosphere to the game. Lane Johnson tweeted some better than none. And yesterday there was some news on Lane Johnson. Uh, NFL Network's Mike Garofolo, NBC Sports Philadelphia's John Clark, tweeting, reporting that Lane is not going to get another surgery on his ankle, or at least it appears that way, um, because it did not officially come from the team. It came from reports. Um, they, they both indicated that rest is a method to treat his bothersome ankle. What's your reaction to this news that Lane's not going to need another surgery? Well, whatever he does, he's one of the toughest people I have ever come across. He goes out there every week. He plays in pain, and he goes as long as he possibly can. Uh, the fact that we know now that it's not going to be something that goes away anytime soon, it's distressing. I mean, it's better than having him out for the season, but having him in and having him out is very, very tough. And it puts the Eagles in a difficult situation because the offensive line has already been decimated by injuries to veterans. It has definitely been a, an offensive line that we did not expect Carson Wentz to play behind, but they, they appear to be doing the best they can. Jordan Mylott is filling in well. Jack Driscoll's do, a rookie is doing as best as he can. So, and then of course the guards with Matt Pryor, Nate Herbig. It, it's uh, it is definitely a different offensive line than the one Carson Wentz is used to. Special well, teams. The, the thing I have to say is, and I'm knocking wood as I say this. Thank goodness that Jason Kelsey is still out there. Uh, he, he is definitely a, a, a critical part to make sure that the offensive line can at least protect Carson Wentz a little bit. Merrill, we're also very used to special teams being a strength for the Eagles. But yesterday, special teams coordinator Dave Phipp took a lot of questions about some of the struggles. What were your takeaways from his Zoom conference? He's such a good guy and he's such a good coach that uh, he's frustrated. I mean, last week, the kickoff, several of them came down short 
and Boston Scott, who is a good return man. See, people focus on the return man. It's not the return man as much as it is the blocking and the scheme and the execution. And there was nothing there. He would come to the 15-yard line and hit a wall. I just, in looking down, I, I just could not see any crack in that line. Of course, I'm looking on TV, but you're getting a good view on replays and everything else. And there was no place to go either wide or up the middle. But they've got to do a better job of blocking it for Boston Scott. So in case the ball doesn't go out of the end zone and he has to return it, he's got to get back at least close to the 25-yard line. And Dave Fipp knows that. Special teams sometimes overlooked, but field position is very important. Jim Schwartz also had his uh, weekly Zoom conference yesterday. Of course, he was asked about the third and eight play that we've been talking about a lot, but he was also asked about the Baltimore Ravens coming up and Lamar Jackson, who's one of the most talented, dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, what were your takeaways and what Jim Schwartz had to say about Lamar? Well, he, was, uh, he didn't mince words. He referred to Lamar Jackson as the single most dangerous player in the NFL. And that's, that's high praise because Lamar Jackson has been unbelievable. Last year, he was the MVP. He ran all over the place. He's not a great passer, but he can get the job done. He, he has a, a solid, strong arm. He throws the ball. He's not an artistic passer with great touch, but he gets it done. And out of the pocket, he is just dynamite he is so difficult to stop whether he runs up the middle or he runs around the corners he is one guy that you have to account for every single play he is so tough will be a challenge for the eagles but will also be fun to see how they do against him this is going to be the first time that they are facing him merrill well, we, uh, we hope it's going to be fun <laughs> fair enough fair enough merrill uh they don't face the baltimore ravens Often, of course, because they're in the AFC. This is the Eagles' third, if my math is correct, third AFC matchup this season. Um, there haven't been many matchups against the Baltimore Ravens in Eagles history. Uh, the Ravens uh, came to Baltimore in 1996, and since then the Eagles have played the Ravens five times. They are 2-2-1. Two, two, and one against the Ravens. So this weekend is a, uh, as the word that you used last week, but I'm using it in a different context. This weekend is a big indicator to that all-time matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, starting in 1997, Merrill, November 16th, 1997, uh, at Memorial Stadium, old Memorial mm -hmm. Stadium in Baltimore, it was a 10-all tie. Yeah, yeah, I do remember it. I do remember it. And I also believe it was the first start for young Eagles quarterback Bobby Hoying. I've taken a lot of kidding over the years because I was somebody who really liked Bobby Hoying and was happy when the Eagles drafted him. I still believe to this day, uh, when people talk about him as being a, a great bust, I, I still believe to this day that if Bobby Hoying had had good coaching and had stayed healthy, he could have been a productive, I'm not saying a star, but he could have been a solid, productive NFL quarterback. But uh, he did have a good day, and they went on to the next week, and then they had that great win over Cincinnati. But uh, everybody was excited about Bobby Hoying after that first game. Uh, unfortunately, it ended in a tie. It was certainly a welcome to the NFL moment. Do you remember how many times Bobby Hoying was sacked that day in Baltimore? I don't. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I would guess about six. Nine. 
Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times. That's a lot of times. That is, that, that is how you get uh, welcome to the NFL. Merrill, I remember this next matchup very vividly. I was in the seats this day. October 31st, 2004, Halloween at Lincoln Financial Field. A 15-10 Eagles win to put them at 7-0 and in that season. Terrell Owens had the uh, game-defining touchdown that day, and I remember his touchdown celebration. He mocked Ray Lewis, and I even think he worked in some Deion Sanders mocking into that touchdown celebration, and David Akers had three field goals that day. What do you remember about that afternoon in South Philly? Just that it was a win, uh, and I think the Eagles were the better team going into the game. It wasn't a shocker. And the, the Ravens hadn't really arrived, but they were, a, they were an ascending team, but the Eagles took it to them from the very beginning of the game on. Four years later, November 23rd, 2008, I remember this one very well. Also because Donovan McNabb was benched. I think, uh, I believe Pat Shermer, who was the quarterback's coach at the time, was the one to inform Donovan that he had been benched. It was not a close game. It was a 36-7 loss at M&T Bank Stadium. The Eagles were losing 10-7 at halftime. Baltimore scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. And Merrill, do you remember what the big play was that day? I don't. Uh, I do remember Ed Reed, yeah. the Ravens' great safety, coming up with a big interception. Oh, you did remember it because it was a 107-yard pick six on Kevin Cobb, and the Eagles fell to 5-5-1 that day after that loss because I think the week before was the, was the Cincinnati tie. Um, but then, Merrill, they ended up going on a heck of a run to, to go to the NFC Championship game after getting blown out in Baltimore with Donovan getting benched. That was uh, certainly a lot of storylines to come from that afternoon. Well, one of the, one of the things was uh, there, people were wondering if Andy Reid benched him or if Joe Banner actually contacted Andy Reid or spoke with Andy Reid at halftime and told him that he had to move on. Uh, I don't believe that because I don't think Andy Reid would be told by anybody who to bench and who to play. But uh, that, was, that was the big after-the-game talk. Well, speaking of, of moving on, in Andy Reid's last season, September 16th, 2012, uh, this was the second game of the season. I think, yeah, it was the home opener at the link because they played Cleveland the week before. And the Eagles improved to 2-0 and in a season that they went 4-12, and came back in this game. They were down 17-7 to at halftime. They tied it at 17 in the third, fell behind 23-17 in the fourth, but then Mike Vick and the Birds had a game-winning drive at the end. Vick, a game-winning one-yard touchdown run. And the Eagles won 24-23 to go 2-0 and in what ended up being Andy Reid's last season. Yeah, and I remember that too because they put tremendous pressure on Joe Flacco. They sacked him time and time again. And then uh, the last matchup, Merrill, December 18, 2016, um, Doug Peterson's first season, Carson Wentz a rookie. I remember this distinctively because it was a 27-26 loss in Baltimore. And uh, I, to this day, don't agree with it, agree with the decision. Uh, I think most people did agree with the decision. At least that's the way I remember uh, that that day in December. To go for two. I did not agree with it. I thought that they should have gone for one and and tried in overtime, but a lot of people were fine because they they had a bad record at that point. They were five and eight. The loss put them at five and nine. And a lot of people were okay with Doug trying to go for two in the end. Eagles were unsuccessful and they lost by a point. Well, because none of us thought the Eagles were going to come from behind and win that thing. And you didn't want to give Baltimore more chances. And you figured... You know what? At this point, 
you've got to go for it. Just go for it. And they did, and they succeeded. And, of course, that was Carson Wentz's rookie year. But uh, I remember he threw himself into the end zone or and was stopped just in that direction, and he was stopped just outside the goal line. And they lost a 27-26 game and uh, fell to 5-9 and nine in a season. I think they finished... Seven and nine. So I think yeah. they, they won the last two games that season. Uh, Merrill, it will be very interesting to see what happens Sunday at the link. The Eagles are going to be underdogs, I would assume. Uh, I have not checked the oh, line. You can, you, can, you can pretty much. I mean, Baltimore's four and one. Yes, right. they will be underdogs. They will they, be they, big underdogs. They will be underdogs. They will be playing in, some of, in front of some fans, and they will be playing who Jim Schwartz considers to be the most dangerous player in the NFL. Merrill, thank you for the time. As always, Doug talks today. Carson talks today, and we'll get your thoughts on what they have to say tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Thank you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.